Welcome to another seven minutes with Matt. As always, I appreciate and honor your time. Thank you for spending the next seven minutes of your life with me. And this will help the next seven weeks of your life. Today's a serious subject. It is my depression confession because I battled depression and odds are that 20% of my listeners right now are battling depression. This is a fact. We just surpassed 8 billion people on the planet and 1.75 billion people suffer from depression. So the first thing I want to say is you are not alone. And I think by now it's so out there that you know that you're not alone. The sad statistic which is when you go from depression to even worse, is that every day approximately 123 Americans die by suicide. And there is one death by suicide in the U.S. every 12 seconds. I'm looking at my timer. By that stat, five people have already killed themselves in the United States. That is a terrible, terrible thought. You've heard me say it before. I think suicide and abortion are the biggest lies on the planet because people believe they're taking something that's theirs. When it's not theirs, they were created in God's image. And when they take life out of the world, they rob the world of what God put inside of the world, regardless of how they got here. But here's what I want to talk about. My depression confession started in 2001. Um, It started as anxiety. The anxiety didn't go away. The anxiety was built up from lack of sleep, from stress. I wanted, you know, my mom was sick and I didn't know what I was going to do with my life. I was never very successful off of the football field. And it was pretty clear that I was not going to be a professional football player. So I didn't know what I was going to do. And I was scared and I suffered from depression. I took antidepressants for nine months And every time I took one, I hated it. It made me feel better temporarily. It it helped me sleep. So I am not against science and and drugs and antidepressants. I think they can help, but I I am not a fan of living and staying on those. When you get on, the goal is to get off. For me, the goal is not to get another one and then another one and then another one, and that medicine's not working. We're going to have one. Listen, You're going to stand on the word of God and I'm going to point you to a couple scriptures that I really hope encourage you because depression is all about the mind and the devil, or I'll just say, first of all, the Holy Spirit always speaks to your spirit. And for those of you listening on Spotify and and Apple and the other ones that can't see me, I'm pointing to like my stomach pelvic area. This is your spirit. This is where God speaks to you. The devil attacks your mind. I'm pointing to my head now, your mind. So you got your spirit down here. You got your head up here. One is God. One is the enemy. What's between your mind and your spirit? It's your heart. And once one of those, whether it's good or evil, God or the enemy gets in your heart, that is what rules you. If depression has gotten in your heart, it rules you. If God has gotten in your heart and you're experiencing depression, God rules you and depression is part of your past, not your future. Don't own it. Don't take on that identity because I never did. Even though I was experiencing depression, watching my mom pass away from cancer, making $1,000 a month as a telemarketer when I was at the Rose Bowl winning and supposed to get drafted six months before that. 
I had my whole future, my whole life, what I thought my life was going to look like, the world was robbing my dream. My mom, the greatest source of encouragement of my life was dying. Football, the only thing I wanted to pursue and the only thing I was good at, because you guys hear me make the joke and I say it all the time, it's true. I graduated the 1.96 GPA. Like, I was not a good student. I didn't care about school. I, I, I was there to play football. And now looking at football is not going to work out for me. Dude, I was freaking depressed. This is my depression confession. And I got on a, an antidepressant. And every time I took it, I didn't like that I was taking it. I felt mentally weak that I was taking it. But I felt, in a weird way, it's kind of like an oxymoron, but like I felt mentally better because I couldn't freaking sleep. And those helped me sleep. But every time I took one, I would say, God, I thank you that you're helping me. I'm getting better. And this is part of my past, not my future. I want to point you to the, and, and eventually, listen, I weaned off of those medicines and thank you, Jesus. It has been 22 years since I've taken an antidepressant. My last antidepressant I took was 2001. So again, I'm not against antidepressants, but I don't believe you should I want to be careful with my words. I don't believe God's plan for your life is to live off antidepressants. I believe he has bigger plans for you. And that shouldn't condemn anybody. That should give people hope that God has more for you. Don't feel guilty by it. I am not throwing guilt or shame at you. I'm trying to give you a hope that that could be part of your past, not your future. This is in 2 Timothy 1 verse 7 for god has not given us a spirit of fear but of power love and a sound mind power love and a sound mind i googled from the health central what causes depression stress chronic pain fear lack of sleep adverse childhood experiences family history of depression uh, a chemical imbalance, a.k.a. the tip of the iceberg. I had that. It's when the back uh, of the, your head, your lobe gets swelled up, and that's what that antidepressant did. It made it smaller. But the whole time, it was all fear-driven. It was all based around fear. If you're battling depression right now, you can think of the thing, what makes you afraid? I was, a, I was so freaking afraid of the nighttime, of going to sleep because I was afraid that I was just gonna lay there and think and think and think and I'd never go to sleep. And I just wanted someone to hit me over the head with a freaking hammer. I didn't want, I, look it, I didn't, I didn't want, to, I didn't want to live, but I didn't have the freaking guts or the belief to take my own life. But I, I didn't want to live. I would have never killed myself, at least not in that current state, but I didn't want to live. I was so freaking afraid. And for me to be around so many people and love people and my personality, Dude, I, at that point in my time, I hated being around people. It scared the crap out of me. But I would stand on this. My mom would read this to me. For God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. It makes me want to cry. But I was just afraid of my future. And I wasn't sick or anything. This woman was dying of cancer and had zero freaking fear. And that encouraged me, I mean, more, more than I could ever imagine. I, I watched a woman go through most people's biggest fear and she had none because the Christ inside of her was bigger than the fear that surrounded her. This is in 1 John 4, 18. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. 
Fear involves torment. God doesn't allow, cause, or put fear in your life. Fear is the opposite of faith. Faith is the currency of heaven. You can feel fear. Yes, you can, and be a believer. Be blood-bought, sold out to Jesus Christ, and still feel fear. But remember this. Rex Crane taught me this. You are never what you feel. You are always what you decide. So if you're battling depression right now, renew your mind with the word of God and don't settle for depression in your life because God has a bigger plan and he doesn't need to use depression to get glory. He'll get the glory through your victory as he always does. I hope and pray this helps somebody today. I love and appreciate our listeners so much. Thank you. There's so much more I could talk about this. I mean, this is a whole podcast in itself, Eli. But as of right now, we're going to keep it to seven minutes with Matt. Thank you so much for joining me. God bless you.